Diana Dorville, The Podcast. That's a perfect light. Hello and welcome to Diana Dorville for an interview with the one and only Eleonora Galasso, an episode that tastes and feels like an Italian summer. Warm is her solar energy, as solar as her latest book Ma Grossesse Plaisir, recently published at Edition Flammarion, a precious ally for the nine months preceding birth giving and beyond, I hope you'll take as much pleasure listening to her as I did. Bonne écoute. A bustling life between Paris and Rome, you're a mother, a speaker, a writer. You embody the woman who has it all. Can you walk us through your story, please? Well, well, I have it all at the moment and also quite a few kilos in uh, <laughs> but a lot, a lot of joy. But it did take me about 35 years to get there. I had, uh, like anyone has, a, a path that has gone through quite a few up and downs. But uh, as we previously said, I take life and I take it all in. I was born in the south of Italy on the hill of the boot in a region called Puglia. Uh, at the time where I was born in the 80s, it was not exactly as renowned as it is today. When I was a little girl and I used to come back from the holidays in September and all my friends would be like, I have been to Capri, I've been to the Côte d'Azur and I have been to Puglia. Well, I was uh, actually not exactly considered as the hype girl. <laughs> After all, we became a country only recently 150 years ago more or less which means that we've been very disintegrated for a long time and i think we as italians bring this with us creativity and disintegration that sort of marry together in something that uh, can be quite tender <laughs> <laughs> i moved to rome when i was about three months old and spent all my uh, adolescent years in this place which uh, made me feel very lucky because I was in, in the cradle of everything that is uh, sumptuously beautiful and uh, feeling that the city has got this uh, contagious feeling of belonging where uh, I can really ground myself. And that led me to an interest to um, cultivate a sense of uh, communication, not but deep communication with others. I was about uh, 16 years old when I did uh, my first uh, steps in the radio world. They had a very tiny budget for me to work on their interviews. So I made a decision and I decided to invite those people over to my place in order to concoct something together. The action of participating into a meal making together would bring such participation, such empathy uh, that uh, really um, made my heart sink. And then mm, little by little, I found myself gathering loads of anecdotes about people, about uh, artworks, uh, about uh, movies, about life situation as authentic as they can be. And I started gathering those in what are now known of as my cookbooks, which are not just cookbooks, but they actually each uh, deliver portions of uh, a passage of my life and the people I've met along the way. And uh, 
So the story goes that I, I spent quite a lot of time in the UK and then in France where I've decided to uh, stop being the ragazza con la valigia, mm -hmm. the girl with the, with the, the, luggage. With the <laughs> luggage. And I must say, if I have worked as much as I have over the last few years, it's been thanks to the incredible and unstoppable commitment of women who have believed in me. And uh, this has been uh, something that uh, I hope one day, if I will ever have something to give back, I'll be able to do, to do the same. Not a project that I uh, undergo without uh, profoundly feeling a connection. I finally um, got this book signed and uh, it now maybe uh, can, can help uh, a few women who are looking for um, a personalized guide to uh, new motherhood. Pregnancy is about the birth of a baby, certainly, but the birth of a mother as well. And that is revolutionary. And it actually represents an identity cataclysm that all women need to go through. And all women, I'm afraid, still live with um, too many uh, do's and don'ts and taboos which are both the, the fruit of uh, cultural heritage and the fruit of trends. Mm. And uh, trends are not here to stay. And cultural heritage, well, it belongs to someone else. But what about you and what you feel and what you are going through and, and what you as a person want to give to this other unique person that you're bringing uh, to life? I don't think that there's any, there's any labeling possible for that. I have a feeling that uh, people perceive the pregnant woman as um, a common commodity that you can just uh, trash your truths on. And so some people would will say, can I touch your belly? Some people will say, you know, what are your medical choices? I would choose like this. And let me tell you, my experience was that and it should serve you. And then people just make any kind of random comments. People, they are not requested. Thank you. And uh, in order for a woman to become a mother in a very personal way, the only thing you can really say is that you look glorious, darling. That's mm. all. And because she needs the space and time and possibility to allow herself to blossom in the way that was meant for her, in the way that makes her heart and her heart only sing. So I believe in a sense of community, which does not give points of view or any kind of uh, judgments that could uh, jeopardize a woman's sense of self-worth. Then let's also add the fact that we are full of hormones when we are pregnant, which makes it for a very, very fun time or a very incredibly sad time, depending on how the mood decide to play with us. So this is already something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. If you also have to deal with the opinions of others, that is a huge task to become a new person that will serve another human being. <laughs> so, how do you stay on top of your game? Is there any mantra or spiritual practice or ritual that to get through all challenges? Uh, I wake up at around 5 a.m. every morning 
And oh, then, that's uh, a miracle morning. <laughs> <laughs> morning is the beginning of all things. Uh, people are kind when you walk in the street at around 6 a.m. No one bothers you. Uh, it's the childhood of the day. So all things are possible. What I like is the connection to um, an harmonious way of things. So as you know, we're a sustainable luxury brand since the ground up. Um, what is your definition of uh, sustainability? L'arte dell'arrangiarsi. The art of making do with what you have. That is a motto I always went by since I was a little girl. And that's also a motto that is a very Italian indeed. And uh, yes, to answer you, Audrey, uh, sustainability is incredibly important to me. Uh, from my food and drink choices, I try to buy the freshest ingredients possible. Uh, also because we are what we eat. Uh, I try to reinvent my dishes along the week. So if I have, say, a number of ingredients that will make out a number of recipes, of course, there will be some leftovers from these recipes. I will always rework those leftovers and transform them into yet another recipe. Um, I would do the same with uh, fashion. Uh, so you touch a very weak note, hence a strong one. Um, <laughs> so I have inherited pretty much uh, everything that I wear uh, from my grandmother and great-grandmother who have been the masters of uh, my life and living. And I, I live and... Um, I exist through either a reaction or an emulation to them. And so it's, uh, it's, really, it's really interesting how I uh, today combine uh, those garments that uh, they have so carefully kept. I don't know how the hell they did it. And uh, <laughs> Probably because it was actually very good quality. It was. You know? I, I believe so. I believe mm -hmm. that the garments were very good quality. They were made to measure with the client uh, mm -hmm. on, in, in mind. And, but I believe that um, mixing uh, the generations, mixing yesterday, today and tomorrow is uh, what's really interesting in uh, fashion today. I believe in using leftovers and um, recommending it, transferring it, reusing it and, and uh, making a sort of uh, circle of joy with uh, whichever object actually that uh, is in your home. I believe in objects that speak uh, a story. Uh, I don't believe in accumulation for accumulation's sake. Hello, what did you dream of as a little girl and what would you tell her today? What, what really uh, motivated me in the early days was to transmit uh, emotion. And I guess that uh, I got there today. Um, however, I was uh, incredibly insecure. And I felt uh, like I was not right in the right place. Um, and everything I said, because I spoke my mind too much, needed to be silenced. I believe that things have changed now. And that I would tell her, always keep your identity firm uh, by your side every day, no matter what, no matter who. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny because I feel you incredibly grounded 
now. I think it's all about the updating. <laughs> it's, it's like any application on your phone. <laughs> you need to update it at one moment, otherwise it's just um, obsolete. It's, at, it's just obsolete to, 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 to others, but mostly to yourself. Now, rebirth again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And in fact, uh, everything that happened has got a meaning, even though we do not quite understand what the meaning is whilst <laughs> the thing happened, especially when it's uh, quite heavy on our shoulder. So first, the three words when you think of Diane Danville. Timeless, audace, mysterious. I love it. Timeless <laughs> <laughs> is because those th those are garments that can be easily uh, wore um, now that I'm in my thirties, but I also see myself wearing them uh, in my fifties, and possibly if I'll ever be blessed with a baby girl, I will be able to pass them on to pass them on to her. Odas, because who would have said before that you can actually hang out on a beautiful evening? With your pajama <laughs> and uh, mysterious because it's linked to the art of not showing in order to show even more uh, your charm <laughs> because you don't need to uh, over over show it or over say it or over pronounce it in order for it to actually be there <laughs> so you host a dinner who do you invite what's on the menu and what do you wear hmm. that's a very interesting question audrey uh, i would always host a pasta dinner because pasta does not wait and pasta once <laughs> it's, it's very much a, a, a federating dish that makes everyone happy so food happiness uh, result is uh, is something that will happen for sure uh, the people I I would only serve a dish because I want the conversation to go and to be interesting. The dish would be pasta alla norma. A pasta alla norma is a Sicilian dish made uh, of aubergine and uh, a kind of um, grated cheese that is only found in the south of Italy, which is called ricotta salata. And so we would uh, have a very long, very beautiful celebrative table with uh, rose petals, with uh, fresh and fragrant fruits, with loads of candles and pasta. You may wonder, it's like oysters, some really gourmet Michelin star chef no. dishes. No, pasta. pasta Let's get to norma. it. Pasta alla norma. Obviously, uh, uh, loads of wine and a little bit of tobacco for those who wish. <laughs> if, sometimes life calls for it. So the people <laughs> I would invite to this uh, very interesting supper club uh, would be the following. Sean Connery. Because he is the man uh, I have been dreaming of my entire life. Uh, when at, at a time where I didn't really know what a masculine figure could be. And so I would just flip through um, the pages of, you know, magazine that would have 
beautiful faces of, of those incredible timeless actors. And then I would actually go and see the movies that these actors made and how their real personality would come across. I think that Sean Connery was James Bond all the way. And I would like to learn all about it. Hey, he's, he's actually the epitome of the man. Is he? He is. The man, vraiment, mm -hmm. uh, in every époque. It's mm -hmm. It's really timeless. Uh, I've been hesitating between him and Cary Grant, but I would definitely go for Sean at the end. <laughs> uh, then I would uh, want to have uh, um, Maya Angelou, who uh, has been an incredible activist and uh, whose words of wisdom uh, caress me uh, through dark and light times. And uh, I would like to have her take on my pasta la norma. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would want to have dinner with uh, Napoleon because uh, he is the second most Googled person uh, ever. Seriously? I would like to know <laughs> how did he work his algorithm so right? <laughs> <laughs> Got that cool Instagram, Napoleon. <laughs> And yeah, what do you wear? I would definitely wear one of your beautiful garments. I believe that an hostess should put at ease her guest by being as eccentric yet down to earth as possible. Hence, allowing everyone to behave exactly as they wish. Trop bien. Very good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Any book, music, um, and film you want to share with us that really inspires you in, throughout your whole life? Absolutely. So the book would be In Search of Lost Time by Marcel Proust. This is uh, the book or the series of books through which I learned the French language when I was about uh, 17 and I came to live in Paris for a breathing through in search of lost time, which to me is a way of life through all the possible conditions a human being can go through. And it's very sensationalist, meaning that there is not real plot in it, but it's all about the feelings and reactions and nuance of, uh, of one life and all its possibilities that really will charm me forever. Um, a music that I will always um, go by at uh, any time of my life uh, would be um, Struggle for Pleasure of uh, Wim Mertens. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's something that um, keeps attention uh, and an attention as a consequence uh, that uh, I will never tire of. And uh, a movie that uh, to me is the epitome of human condition and how to forgive others and forgive oneself for all the steps on the way is Fellini's Eight and a Half. <laughs> Fellini, good choice. <laughs> La vita è bella aussi, quand même. That is very sweet and very attaching. La Vita è Bella is, um, is about hope. Mm. Uh, whereas uh, Eight and a Half is about um, 
surrounding yourself with the right state of mind to understand that uh, you are not defined by a moment in your life that has given you either glory or lack thereof and uh, you can move forward from that place and go somewhere else and still bring along with you all that you are which is very much what i think postpartum is uh, postpartum is actually a declaration of peace to yourself uh, and to the identity that you of course don't leave behind as a woman but that you put in standby because it's a season a cyclical set in time a set in space kind of season that you can make the most of or you can have difficulties to adapt at and uh, hence live with many struggles i will not wear my cashmere jumper and that is not a problem at all because i know that the winter days will come will follow suit and uh, i will have a chance to uh, wear that again the same applies to uh, the aperitif and uh, the evenings out and all the crazy time that one mother uh, think she may have left behind her for good nothing is for good uh, an Asian actor, I, I had to find his name again, but yeah. he used to say, be like be water, water, my friend, be fluid. And that's actually what life is about. It's about fluidity. It's about moment and chapters and passage. And it's about circumstances. All is inherently circumstantial. So if you know that, you can actually play at and with life. It's about glowing with the flow. Glowing with the flow, it's I so good. <laughs> <laughs> Dream destination that you want to share with us? Of course, Italy. What else? <laughs> I myself feel like embodying the whole of Italy, the whole of the boot. I can be uh, as deep as the waters that run through Sicily, as uh, ephemeral as the evenings spent on Vespas going around in Rome, and I, I can be a, a bridge to other uh, cultures as uh, Venice can be, and, and, uh, and I can be the... the, the, the the the, cr the cradle of of all of my friends and 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 uh, entourage by by visiting the Uffizi in Florence I believe that Italy has got it for all kind of personalities and for all kind of people <laughs> thank you Eleonora grazie mille <laughs> grazie mille Audrey merci beaucoup pour m'avoir invité aujourd'hui thank you so much for having me here with you and uh, your wonderful, very eclectic and very elegant community. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. You can find Eleonora's latest book, Ma Grossesse Plaisir, at Edition Flammarion. Wonderful fresh recipes and tips, even for the non-pregnant and for you, dear gentlemen. A bientôt. Thank you for listening and on to the next episode. You can find all our projects, news and exclusive collections on dianadorville.com and Instagram at dianadorville. From your morning espresso to the red carpet. A bientôt!